This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Our Daily Crosses Holy Week. It's my favorite week of the year. In my opinion, it's better than Christmas. Christmas is so easy to focus on the physical traditions and the gifts instead of the miracle. But Holy Week is all about the miracle. The miracle that rewrote history, restored us to God, and brought eternity to us all. So as Holy Week comes upon us this year, I'm starting to think about what that means, especially when um, some normal traditions have been a little interrupted. Last weekend, one of the verses my dad read was from Luke 9, 23 and 24. Then he said to them, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life, lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. There are actually four occasions recorded in the New Testament where Jesus gives this instruction. We've got Matthew 16, 24, Mark 8, 34, Mark 10, 21, and this one in Luke. Three of those four are actually the same conversation delivered to the disciples very near his telling them about his own death and resurrection. The one in Mark 10 is the conversation with the rich young ruler. I remember being very struck by this upon doing a study of the cross years ago, because while Jesus obviously could well know the very means by which he would die, it's still pretty striking that he would talk about it so particularly before it happens, right? That he would use as an illustration the very thing that would take on such significance for Christians throughout history, and more, that he would talk about it as something those who follow him must do. But that's exactly what he says. For those who wish to follow him, we must do a few things. Deny ourselves, take up our cross, follow. Put him above our own lives, our own families, our own dreams. Be willing, day by day and month by month, to move toward our own destruction if it means building his kingdom. So the passage I quoted above in Luke is the only one that adds daily, but I found it an interesting addition because it hammers home that following him is not a one-time decision. Giving up everything isn't a burden we just accept once. Sacrificing our will to his is not a quick, easily endured discomfort. It's something we have to make the conscious effort to do every day. And it's supposed to hurt. We don't like that, right? I mean, we love the verse that says, my yoke is easy and my burden light. These ones that talk about torture and martyrdom and death and pain and war in our own families, not so much fun. I mean, why in the world would anyone sign up for that, right? And then Jesus makes it even harder. You want to follow? Then you commit fully. You let the dead bury their own dead. You don't even say goodbye to your family and friends. You just go because he is right there and he's not staying in one place for long. In this particular passage, he had set his face toward Jerusalem toward his own sacrifice. So if you want to be there to witness it, there's no time for farewells. I honestly didn't even realize until just now that the verses surrounding these in Luke, in which Jesus replies to various people who say they want to follow, just not yet, are only days before the beginning of Holy Week and the triumphal entry. In the other Gospels, the same conversations are put in different places chronologically, so maybe I shouldn't focus too much on that, but I'm going to let it percolate a little anyway. 
Because those people who chose to stay with father and mother and children and home and land and responsibilities and security, those people who shied away from the unfamiliar and the uncomfortable and the unknowable, they missed something miraculous. They missed witnessing the ultimate Passover sacrifice. They missed being there for the ultimate triumph of his resurrection. When Jesus calls us, to whatever he calls us, what do we miss if we hem and haw and look behind us instead of forward toward him? What miracles do we not get to participate in? Okay, so that's enough of my little bunny trail. Back to my main point. The crosses that we pick up daily. What are they for us? What sacrifices do we make day after day? What decisions do we make to put his above ours? It's not meant to be easy. It's guaranteed to hurt. So why would we sign up for that? Well, because the best things in life are the only gained through the hard stuff. And unlike the other gods throughout history that demanded sacrifice for their own pleasure, our Lord takes no joy from the pain. No, he instead took the pain. He lived the pain. He embraced the pain for us in a way we can never do to show us what perfect love looks like. He doesn't demand we suffer just so he can laugh at us. No, he instead demands that we remove whatever lies between us and him. It's our own fault if we're holding so tightly to it that the removal hurts. It isn't the pain of the surgery he wants from us. It's the result. Why does he ask us to take up our cross every day? Because putting on the burden of his message reminds us daily of what our true work is. It's hard to ignore a cross on your shoulder, right? It's heavy, but carrying it is going to make us strong for him. And it'll show the world that we're prepared to accept the consequences of our faith. Because there was only one reason to carry a cross around. No one did it for fun. It led to one place and one place only. Death. Life. That's the beauty. By that cross, he defeated the very thing it signified. And so, when we're bearing that burden, we're also carrying that message. In this life, in this way, there is pain and suffering and isolation and yes, even death. But there's more than that. There is more life than we could ever know without it. Joy beyond all happiness. Peace that transcends the wars. Take up your cross. Not once, daily. So we don't miss out on being part of whatever miracles he means to do next. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by the Tea Party Book Club. Books, tea, great conversation. All from the convenience of your own home. To see what this month's book is and to reserve a seat, go to rosannamwhite.com and click the Tea Party Book Club tab or follow the link in the show notes. Wordfall is a proud part of the Whitefire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv podcast for other shows I know you'll love.